Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Welcome to Women on the Line, Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Program, produced in the studios of 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm Areej Noor. On today's Women on the Line, we speak with photographer Seti Kidane about her current project entitled The Twelve Months of Melanin. Later in the program, we also hear a beautiful spoken word piece by Melbourne-based poet Alia Gabrez called Seven Seas. Hi, my name is Seti. I'm a black femme photographer from Toronto. I'm Eritrean. I'm Ethiopian. Uh, I love shooting black women, so that's my main focus with my work. Um, I also shoot parties and events and concerts. That's a fun thing to do, but it's a less controlled audience, so sometimes that's pretty, pretty rough. Well, the project is simply to celebrate black women, right? So the idea is I shot portraits of black women that are in my community in Toronto. So these women are writers, they are activists, they are poets, they are mothers, um, they're dancers, they're singers. Some of them do, of course, more than one thing because black girls are amazing and they do everything. And so I wanted to showcase the work that they do and also their beauty. So I shot it in a black and white style, similar to, um, I, I think you've seen this music video, Kalela, A Message. Shout out to the Habesha people. And also um, the reference was Jungle Pussy, Satisfaction Guaranteed, and FK Twigs, Poppy Pacify. So I used that aesthetic to really celebrate the richness of our skin. Mm-hmm. The style of photography that I focused on, like, I feel like when you're shooting in black and white and you're shooting portraits, especially close-ups, and you're playing with lighting, it's really an intimate style of photography. You you don't get thrown off by colors or, like, composition so much. It's just about the person, the story, and you, you really focus on those two things. It's a celebration of black women's multidimensionality. So for me, it's really important to create content that shows that black women have more than one thing going on. So we have layers. You can be a sad girl, you can be anxious, you can be both of those things. You can be loud, you can be rude, you can be both of those things, as well as sad and anxious. Um, So the women that I shot when I was directing them, I wanted them to show their personality and I gave them space to like, to, to sort of curate the space with me. And so part of the shoot would be just letting them freestyle and do whatever felt good for them. And part of it would include me directing them to sort of like dig deep, think about it really, um, like strong moments of passion in their life if that was like heartbreak or if that was uh falling in love as well as moments of like loss and suffering and that's sort of like the the space that they were in when I was shooting them and so the featured shots have um it's sort of an exploration of melancholy and vulnerability and in particular I focus on vulnerability as a site of power and resistance so black women are often um called to like fill the role of like strong black women and we're supposed to be like just concrete steel like we feel nothing we persevere through all circumstances and we don't need any support along that way so something that's important to me is to challenge that narrative and to show that like black women do feel things which is a really pathetic thing to have to try to prove but unfortunately that's that's the world that we live in where people don't think that we're like full humans who experience things that other people do um so i try to show that we experience pain we experience we need support we are vulnerable and we need softness and kindness and generosity and all those things. 
you mentioned that all of the artists and the models and the singers and the mothers and the dancers and everyone that you shot um you shot were or are based in Toronto Mm -hmm. why have you actively sought to do that well, well, there's a couple of things going on in Toronto right now. I feel, one, first of all, black women everywhere are slept on. Like, we do everything for our communities. We are the people that you call in a time of crisis when there's an emergency. We're the ones who put together the events, make them work, and make them amazing. Um, but we're also underappreciated, so people know that they can count on us and that there's value to us, but they don't treat us like we're a priority. Like we're not the first person you're going to call if you need a DJ, it's going to be a dude. We're not the first person you're going to call if you need a photographer, it's not going to be us. Like there's so many times that people overlook us and actively like sidestep black women. So it's really important for me to just recognize these people for the work that they're doing. There's so many amazing women that are either um, so-called like established artists and there's also a lot of emerging artists um, within the community that I shot. And also with like, with like Drake's prominence right now, people talk a lot about Toronto having like, doors open for for the city he's opened doors for the city and now people are looking at us and sort of the time for even non-musicians non-rappers to sort of shine like go through that but in my experience i'm seeing all these dope black women who are still not going through those like doors that are supposedly open and i feel i i'm in a space in my life where i want to create that a sort of platform so people can can look at us and see the stuff that we're doing and not assume that the only popping things are happening outside of the city which is like a huge misconception in toronto that everyone feels like they have to to leave and go to like new york or la um to create something and practically when you were actually taking the photos during the photo shoots how because the photos are really beautiful um they're also really special in the way that they're shot how did you find those moments um with these people who are not necessarily like professional runway models right uh so in terms of the actual process of 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 shooting these women like it was it was pretty easy to find 12 women because my entire community is literally black women like all my friends and mentors and everybody around me is a black woman so when i i sent an email out to my homies and i told them about what i was doing Actually, before I sent the email to them, I had to ask a few friends if it was even a good idea, if it was even worthwhile, because, you know, I was just coming out of a program where um, people really discouraged um, f- highlighting and focusing on black women. It was sort of seen as like, we live in a post-racial society. Why are you even do- doing such a such a like frivolous job? And like, is there even a market for that, especially if you're trying to make a product like a calendar out of that? But anyways, after I got the encouragement affirmations from my homies, I decided to go ahead with the project and I was still t- tentative at the time, to be honest. I sent an email out to my friends. I let them know what I was doing and I asked if they would be down to support, let them know what that exchange would look like because there has to be a conversation around that. And after that, it was sort of like a rush to get it done as soon as possible, to be honest. Like it was October when I had the idea. I slept on it for like a week and a half because anxiety and like imposter syndrome stuff. And then I had to figure out how to shoot 12 plus people. Some of the shots shoots were like DIY shoots where I, I had some people come to my apartment. And I put up a black or actually brown because I bought the wrong curtain. Uh, <laughs> I bought a brown bed sheet and I put thumbtacks into my wall to make a backdrop. And I practiced on myself before I had any models come come through. And I used a lamp for my, my roommate's bedroom, which she doesn't know about. <laughs> and I practiced with that in the apartment. And then I had some friends come and do the exact same thing with me. And while we were doing that, it was pretty fun. Like there were some shoots where I had more than one person come at the same time. So we did some group shots and we sort of like, it's really important for me to curate a space for people while I'm doing photography with them because 
I believe photography is about the experience as well. It's like the product or the finished, like the finished shot. So people are coming to your studio or to your space and they're feeling really exploited or they feel really uncomfortable. That to me is not good photography. So I would check in with my models to make sure that they were feeling comfortable in the space, let them know that they could talk to me if anything would come up for them emotionally, especially since I was like, like driving them sort of to like really hard spaces when I was talking about heartbreak and all that stuff. My reason for, for being obsessed with photography is maybe a bit cheesy, but I'm going to go ahead and share it and, and we'll see what people think. But <laughs> um, I think I'm kind of obsessed with time. I'm, I'm a very nostalgic person. I like really live in my head. I re- rethink moments if that's like moments of like social anxiety and social awkwardness or like cute moments where I've crushed on someone or like moments of heartbreak. I like kind of live in my head and I create stories. So I think photography sort of is along the lines of my personality where I think about time a lot and I kind of want to freeze it and I want to live in it. With photography, you can actually literally, you have the power to freeze a moment. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I think a lot of people underestimate the power of it, like to actually have a moment that you froze in photography or film or whatever medium you're using, visual medium. Like, I think that's pretty incredible and something I've always been fascinated by. So for me, it's in a weird narcissistic way, the ability to, to, to hold time and also like, to tell stories that will like last a long time or like, and I can share with other people. That's, that's my interest in photography. Women's on the line. <laughs> oh, that was women on the line. Women on the line. <laughs> so the idea with the project is to literally celebrate black women and to like tell more of our stories, create a platform for the women that are in my community as well as other communities, because I'm going to actually continue to shoot these portraits um, outside of the calendar for the next for the rest of the year. Um, my next city will be New York, which I'm in right now, and then Atlanta and who knows where else. But um, yeah, it's a calendar because I'm literally celebrating Black women each and every day. And what other way to celebrate us than to have us literally on your wall? I put together a calendar because I want to celebrate Black women every day. It's actually just that simple. I love Black women. I adore Black women. I live for Black women and they are everything to me. So... I mean, I've spent a lot of my life like critiquing content and like critiquing media and all this kind of stuff, which is really important. But for me, I'm at a place now where I want to create content. If I don't see stories in media or in film or photography, I want to tell those stories. What's it like, given the context that you have um, in terms of the the work that you like to center, um, breaking into a photography space and you know, experiencing photography as a means financially and as a means creatively. How do you do that? I, I'm finding it pretty difficult um, to to be someone who really is unapologetic about the way that I want to create um, content around black women and for black women. There's a lot of people who will look at my art and be like, oh, you only shoot black women? Why are there all black women? You don't know how to shoot anything else. You are only into these kind of stories. Where's the diversity in your... And I'm thinking like, okay, so if I was a... Um, can I drag Matt Damon? I'm going to drag Matt Damon. He tells the same stories every single time. Like every single time. It's the same movie, 17 different times, exact same way. No one says shit to Matt Damon about, oh, does Seti relate to your, to your movie? Does you recreate the same character again? Don't you know how to create something different? They don't say shit to him. But if I shoot three black women, all of a sudden... Like, in a row on Instagram, you see that, you're going to say, oh, she only knows how to do one thing. What the hell is that double standard, right? It's it's really wild. Um, so sometimes I find it really difficult to be around people who 
um, like try to discourage me in my work, but then I, I go to my homies and I get some support and some, some hugs and I feel better about it and I keep going. Okay, outside of shooting portraits and being in like like youth you know cultural arts centers and all that stuff like I've been shooting concerts for less than let's say a year and two months and within that span I've been assaulted three times and like each time like absolutely no support like by establishment by security never mind the police who I've never even think to call because how would that end right um by bystanders um I, I probably had this past week at like last week at Colella's show was probably the first time I shot a concert in almost six months because the last time I got assaulted and before that it was like four months because I got assaulted that time and it's like me walking around a crowd by myself with an expensive camera and some equipment is I'm such a huge target right like if someone when someone assaults me I have my camera on me that's my livelihood that's my money that's like literally my baby I care about my camera more than my actual physical person to be honest so that's what I'm thinking about when I'm defending myself is like okay am I going to push back against this person if I'm like so-called brave enough to can I do that no because I have my camera what if this person their their violence escalates and then my camera gets messed up um shit like that is really freaking intense and really traumatizing and it really it really I, I was wondering, like, okay, I've only been shooting event photography and concerts for a year and a bit. How is it possible I've been assaulted literally three times in that span? I don't even shoot that often. And I'm thinking it's because I'm by myself. Like, that's why a lot of my homies don't go out to clubs by themselves or to parties by themselves because people will recognize that you're by yourself doing your own thing. They won't see it as, like, okay, you're independent and you're doing, you're working. They're going to see you as a target and someone who doesn't have anyone to defend them. So that's been pretty messed up. On community radio around Australia, you're listening to Women on the Line. Go to 3cr.org.au slash womenontheline to download this week's program. Don't forget you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Lastly, or second to last, what are the kind of responses you've received from... The images people have seen already and yeah and also how can people access it all I get really insecure about my art and about my work so um before I show people outside of my friend circle I like to ask my homies what do you think of this how does this feel to you and their reception was really great they were really like or the reaction was really great they were really receptive to it of course they loved it um then I started getting more broad with my circle so I'd show photographers what do you think of this how do you um think the lighting was and what do you think about the moods and I got feedback then once a few of those people gave me like like the thumbs up I started sharing my work with more people outside of my friend circle and honestly 
the way I would do that it was like to approach people on the street and show them my work and I show them like a flyer that I had for the promo and every single black person who I showed black women in particular were like wowed and they were floored and they were so happy like where can I get this what is this project um the few, I asked some people if they if I would shoot them and they were down for that so some some new strangers are in my <laughs> are in my series which is pretty fun um yeah it's, it feels pretty great so I got to a point after like talking to 20 strangers where I was like okay maybe this is something maybe people told me shooting black women is like is not a viable like career strategy or not like a good project idea maybe those people were wrong maybe there actually are people who put money into our community and put money um into supporting black artists we're using twitter instagram and tumblr and the the social media pages for that are the 12 mm as in the 12 months of melanin and the website is the 12 mm.com and that's where copies of the calendar will be available and we're shipping internationally so that's pretty exciting this is a self-publishing project so it's <laughs> been it's been a trip but we're getting through it That was photographer Seti Kidane talking about her photo series and calendar called The 12 Months of Melanin. You can hit her up at the12mm.com. Now we're going to listen to a short piece of spoken word poetry by Melbourne-based poet Alia Gabrez called Seven Seeds. travel wherever I go. I can't ever remember not being sunk, spent or sky for you and you say there is too much between us. As though midnight oceans were never pregnant with the moon's reflection, as though evaporation were the end, as though we were never stretched between mist and shimmer like lovers, like waves rising to catch their breath you have been named you have been named but choose to remain nameless instead shadow love never here never gone elusive to form dilated pupils is it a wonder i have been wide-eyed ever since i was born you sleep with the wind at dawn Roll out beneath white sheets of dew Your tongue planting seeds Planting words of return You are like warm breath In a cold world And we are hung Only to rise again Hung only to rise again Hung only to rise again At morn My haunted haunting My haunted Haunting, there is nothing more. There is nothing more. There is nothing more. There is nothing, nothing To get in touch with Seti and the team, you can hit them up on Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr at the12mm. And for more information about the project and to purchase the calendars themselves, jump on the12mm.com. You can also access more of Alia's work on YouTube.
Women on the Line is Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Program. It's produced and presented by a range of women broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. We greatly appreciate the financial support of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. We welcome your comments or thoughts on today's show, so send us an email at womenonthelion at hotmail.com. Women on the Line episodes can be downloaded from our program page, 3cr.org.au slash womenonthelion. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by Letigre. And the feature song for today's episode is A Message by Kalela. The video for this song was part of the inspiration for the 12 months of melanin photos. Thank you so much for listening to Women on the Line. I'm Original, and I hope you can tune in again next time. You're so clear to me. I can see right through you. When you look at me, you're somewhere else. And all we know is all we've got. Stillness in your face. Your ex